Hey everybody, Here this is go. Smashing Game Time. We are back to full strength this week. Josh, we love to have you back. Great to be back. I guess that was your intro. Fuck, I'm sorry. And then to my bottom left is the other brother who ain't going nowhere. That's Jake. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't go anywhere. That's it. That's my intro. <laughs> that, that's his intro. And as always, I'm Nick. Today we are taking a break from looking back at games from years past. And we are actually looking at a show from just this past month. Premiered in June. Finale was just last week. We're looking at players from Paramount+. Plus. Jake, it, keep, it, it knocks out, it, like, it doesn't like your bow, 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 like it cuts out half your bows, by the way. Yeah. It did it, it again. again. It just, you go like, and then it stops. It stops. It just, it doesn't like you at all. Okay, that's better. <laughs> so before, I mean, before we get into the show, though, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's banter a little bit. Josh is just getting back from Florida. He's looking, is that a MAGA flag behind you, Josh? I'm concerned. No, it is not. No, it is not. Don't you worry. <laughs> the only thing I brought back with me is COVID. Oh, you got COVID? Really? Again? No, uh, no, I did not get COVID. Uh, Andy's mom got COVID. Oh. Man, your, your family sucks. I'm s- <laughs> I mean, Jake, you're a part of that family, so. <laughs> I know. It sucks. <laughs> Fair enough. No, like, it wasn't that bad. Brought back a little bit of a tan, uh, a little bit of a debt, and uh, some uh, good times, some good memories. What part of Florida were you in? Uh, basically, the Florabama line, like, more towards Florida. It's like, two condos away from literally Florabama. Like, Montgomery? Like, you want specific, like, county? Like, we were in Pensacola. I know where that's at. Okay, that's where we were at. Same kinda, place as last time. Kind of near Matt and Faith. Yeah, about uh, yeah. about an hour, I think, away from Matt and Faith. Yeah. Did you, you go to, to did you check out any game stores down there? I know we went to that one last year. I contemplated it. There's a couple of them just because I've been looking for, obviously, my retro collection. I'm looking for an N64, looking for a, a Xbox, Xbox 360. And there was one guy who had... No, it's not that I'm having a hard time. I just don't want to drop an arm and a leg on the stuff when I know that you can go to like an, a retro game store and find them for a decent price. Well, I don't I, think you're the only person thinking that. I know I'm not the only person thinking that. I think rental retro game stores kind of like got an idea of what they were sitting on and actually like sell it at the price you'd probably find it online these days anyway. So this, there was one place. This guy had uh, the Peacock uh, N64 selling it for 100 bucks. Everything worked. Come with the controller, uh, everything, even the um, expansion RAM. Selling it for 100 bucks, and I looked it up. I think it was like eBay. The cheapest one I could find was like 200. I'm like, that's half the price, and it didn't even come with the expansion uh, uh, RAM. What was the so Peacock like, I, N64? Uh, that one is the. Uh, I just looked it up the other day. I can't remember. Uh, it is the. We're gonna look it up real quick. Hold on. Because when you say Peacock, it makes me think of like the see-through rainbow ones. So it's, um, it is technically like the the bluish uh, one, if I remember correctly. Oh, like the the purple one? No, no. no uh, I see it. I see. It's uh, it's kind of like an aqua color. Yeah, I believe that is technically what they called the peacock. Even though it's technically not peacock, it's more of like the futuristic blue, I think what it was called, or iceberg blue. It reminds me of when uh, M&M's had that voting where you were voting on the new color of M&M's to be added to the bag, and I think Aqua ended up winning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, so he had that, and I was like, I'm like, well, why? That's, it's, it was tempting, but I ended up not uh, pulling the trigger. I'm sorry, Josh. Yeah, it's okay. There's there's multiple opportunities. Yeah, it would have uh, ended up behind your TV for months until you told Andy that. <laughs> so I don't know it's if Andy listens to this, but Andy, Josh is hiding consoles that he buys behind his TV. Behind the TV. Behind the TV, Andy. Behind what TV? I'm confused. What? What? Okay, what console am I hiding at, behind at, the TV? At your right last now? place, you were hiding. It. Weren't you hiding a PS5 behind the TV? Oh, behind the PS4. It was the PS4 behind the TV. Yes. Who wouldn't go look behind the TV? You know what? It was a good hey. spot. Now, who's who's going? Unless you know what, unless she was coming down and had to plug something in for like an app or something. <laughs> she, Gosh, can you plug go, this in for me? She goes to plug it in. What the fuck is this, sir? You had a PS3. Now I know how to count. This is not a three on this fucking box. I I just the way you said that it just makes me think of uh, Daniel Tosh and his one of his standisms. What the fuck? <laughs> 
<laughs> I need to rewatch his stuff. It's been oh, it, it's all on Paramount. Last one he did was People Pleaser. Uh, he... I don't remember. And I remember, I remember right. he tweeted about it, and he was looking for alternative names just as like a gag for his show. And I didn't get one on there, but I thought it was really good. I sent him Peephole Pleaser. <laughs> one of my better jokes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I've just been watching a lot of TV. Uh, got through players last week. I needed a palate cleanser to watch some other stuff. So I watched After Party on Apple Plus, which was really good. Really great casting. It's just about this after party after this high school reunion where somebody dies and uh, Tiffany Haddish comes in to solve it. And now they're doing a season two. So it's kind of like it's TV's Knives Out with Tiffany Haddish solving a crime every season. Season two is apparently about a wedding. So that'll be really good. And then I, I started that Nathan Fielder show. I was telling you guys off off the air, uh, the rehearsal. That's been crazy. Anyone mildly interested in Nathan Fielder or just weird TV that isn't like anything else, go watch the rehearsal. And then another show, I had a friend recommend this because we started talking about Rick and Morty coming back in September. And he was like, hey, you know, you should watch Primal. Uh, it's from the same guy, and I think it's a lot of the same people who did Samurai Jack. And it's about a caveman whose family is killed by T-Rexes. I've seen that before. And then this, uh, and then there's a T-Rex where that T-Rex's family is killed by the same T-Rexes. And so they team up to survive. And there's not a line of dialogue. The only thing anyone says is, ah, and then step, 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 step. And that's it. Yeah, that, you, you could have too. <laughs> yeah, I knew I would. But so really like, cause you, you, you think, oh, this show without dialogue, this is going to drag out. No, like everything they're doing. So like, you remember, you guys remember the, uh, the snake episode of Rick and Morty yeah. where there's like a good five minute portion, like five minutes spread out throughout that episode where there's hissing and there's not really anything being said, but you get yes. what's going on. Yes. It's a lot like that. Like, it's just this man and this dinosaur trying to coexist. Like, I started the second episode before jumping to James, uh, Nathan Fielder. And uh, the guy's trying to hunt wild boar, but he's got this T-Rex that's with him that keeps on killing him before he can get him. And so, like, it's like the growing pains of him growing with this dinosaur. And I'm going to get back into it. There's 10 episodes in the first season, and I think season two is going on right now. And I think the way it lines up, it'll be over by the time Rick and Morty season six starts. Which is a weird sentence, because remember, for the longest time, it was the first two seasons of Rick and Morty and nothing else. Well, speaking of Rick and Morty, you guys see that they had like a Vindicators prequel? Like they did on like the... a short or something with the Vindicators? Yeah, I think it's on YouTube. I think I... it came out like last week. I'd have to check that out. I haven't I watched it yet. Um, I've been watching, I've, I've watched Terminal List with Chris Pratt. Eh. It was like one of those... Oh, I'm indestructible. Like you can't kill me. Kind of shows. You know how those are. So oh, basically, crap. every every other like Jason, Jason Bourne, Bourne sound yeah, saying like exactly like nobody that. can stop him. Oh my God, it's Jason Bourne. Not to my not to be that I had dead. a tweet guy, but someone there was a story about that show, and it was him in a hat from that uh, show. It was like TV has paid eighty million. Like there was a, some astronomical amount of money has paid eighty million to train Chris Pat Pratt with military expertise, and my I quick I quote tweeted it and said, "What the fuck are they doing in that Mario movie?" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I started watching Harley Quinn yesterday. How is it's, it? I, oh, that's something I thought about clicking on the other day. It's okay, like. I feel like it, it's it's very graphic for sure, like in language, but language. and violence, I guess. But like every every sentence is, is an f bomb. <laughs> edgy, it's so edgy. <laughs> oh. So like, you're telling like me if I liked, the box. if I liked like films the... <laughs> the Joker, then I would like this edgy cartoon. Like honestly, I think the Joker because I only watched the first two episodes. The Joker is probably the most annoying character in the show right now. Um, Joker is the only annoying the first, character the first overall. Two. Um, let's say, uh, I do like the joke where Harley Quinn's telling Batman that this guy fucks bats. <laughs> okay. They, this is they... the show. I think this was last year or a year and a half ago where, um, I think they wanted to do a joke about Batman going down and mm -hmm. DC put their foot down. as like, heroes don't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. Batman is not a graceful lover. <laughs> The whole time then, he's like, yeah. my parents are dead. 
hey, Batman, could you stop that? <laughs> could you stop talking? Just just do your thing down there. <laughs> That's why he doesn't go down. <laughs> exactly why. He this reminds me of my mom and dad. They, they make they make oh Commissioner God. Gordon. They make Commissioner Gordon look like a crazy person. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were rounding the corner to be like Commissioner Gordon eats ass in that show. <laughs> he does. Um, and, and then I actually watched Damn. the Robert Pattinson Batman uh, a couple days ago. It took me mean, forever. So, so we've all seen it now, right? Yes, we've all yeah. seen it now. What did you think, Jake? Um, I liked it. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean. Uh, I'm not sure how they're gonna do the sequel. I really don't. I re- you know, I'm getting really tired of like the. This is the real world, Batman. Just fucking do a clay face, you guys. I want a clay face. Like if that Joker. So so we can all. I, that, that was the Joker talking to the Riddler at the end, right? Yeah. If they pulled yeah. some bat shit, no pun intended, crazy twist where like there's a breakout and that turns out to be Clayface disguised as the Joker, I'd be like. I'm fucking in. Let's go. Let's fucking watch this. But so the Batman, the first 10 minutes of that movie are terrifying. Like, like the, there's lightning. It's Halloween. People are robbing. And you're like, Robin. And you're just sitting there waiting for Batman to appear. And like, I loved that feeling of dread from the first 10 minutes of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel um, it anywhere else, though. There's another thing, though, about that, that scene with the Joker that Jackie pointed out. Um that you could see his teeth, and it's it, like his teeth are kind of like messed up, kind of like Toothface messed up. So it makes you like, question if that's not actually Joker and it's actually Toothface. Are we talking like half half of the teeth or all the teeth? Like you could see like one like this side, but like you could see it's like messed up. Okay. Like, and I, I'd be okay so, if it's Toothface even. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, like a new take on Toothface would be great. Like I'd be okay with a Toothface that wasn't well put, like all put together. Because I mean, Batman's Rogue gal- Gallery—they're all fucking nuts. They're all crazy. Yeah. Yep. And I, I feel like, like I like the Dark Knight trilogy. I just, I don't know. I I don't need a well put together Toothface in my Batman. Like I want someone off the fucking rocker. No, and I think that's what I think I, I enjoyed most about the Riddler being in this and just the way they portrayed his character with, at the beginning, it truly was about I am vengeance. And then at the end, it makes Batman question, like, am I really the vengeance or am I fueling the, am I fueling everything that's wrong with the city now? And that's that scene of him with the flare leading them out of the water. Mm-hmm. The, that's a beautiful shot and i think yeah, like really that being like the core message of the film like yeah i'm fucking scary i am vengeance but look what it's like, those, like you said look what vengeance is building around me right so he's showing to those like hey if you've done no wrong and you need help come to me like follow the light that that twist at the end where the riddler's talking to batman and he says bruce wayne and you're like mm-hmm. he found out you like, no he's just obsessed with fucking bruce wayne because yeah I'm a little foggy on it. It's been a few months, but I guess he saw Bruce Wayne as this like high and mighty person who wasn't doing anything. So that's why he wanted right. to kill him. Yeah. And he's like, he was basically the only one who got away because Alfred's the one who opened the package and was hurt. That's why Schmeagle got blown up. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Schmeagle got blown up. Precious Brucey. Brucey. <laughs> so, um, I realized that the, the Riddler in the movie was, um, the kid from prisoners. Do you remember that movie from that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman? A prison? You know what else he was in? He was one of the goofy kids in uh, The Girl Next Door. The, one of the goofy yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know that was him. It was one of those. That. I remember because I was sitting on a toilet. Like it was a total fucking Breaking Bad moment where I looked up his IMDb and it was like, he's in that? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's great in it. He's fucking, he plays a great 4chan edgelord that has like some followers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's basically right. what it is. Hold on, guys. I'm about to really blow your minds to this fact. You ready for this? Oh, shit. Here we go. When the sun came out on uh, Rob Pattinson's character, he sparkled. Did you see that? Did they? Was that just a? Was that just like a, a tongue-in-cheek? Like, yeah, we know yeah. Where, where the <laughs> fuck he came from. Yeah, Everybody get You know what? Have you guys seen The Lighthouse? I've seen uh, parts of it. I have not seen all of it. I don't think so. Watch The Fucking Lighthouse. He is amazing in that. Like both I, him and what's his name? Uh, uh, him and uh, Defoe. Him and William Defoe yeah, are Defoe. great in it. And people give people give him shit for those, but he, him and um, what's her name? Like have both like done a great job to like 
push that back and be like, no, 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 we're j- more than just that. I think they're, d- I think they do better than a lot of the Harry Potter kids. I agreed. I, I still think um, Harry himself. I can't think of his name to save my life. Right Daniel, now. Daniel. Uh... Yeah, Radcliffe. Radcliffe. He, he's, uh, yeah. he's gonna be a he's getting there. movie coming up. He's he... done some weird, some weird movies and shows like the one where. He has guns nailed to his hands. Hell oh, where he's the dead body, right? Uh, no, no, no. That's a different movie. Oh, but I heard he actually. Uh, damn it! But Akimbo, who he, he he has two guns nailed to his hands, and he's playing some game. It's like life or death game. It's the dumbest, weirdest movie you ever watch. Like it's on Amazon. I would. Yeah, but I think. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. I was just say, I think he's, he was at that point though, where he would take just about anything to show everybody that he was more than just Harry Potter. He, and that's, I feel bad for actors or actresses who are labeled to one thing. Like, they're more than just that. I would like, put Daniel Radcliffe, and I don't mean to do this because I don't mean to do the Harry Potter Lord of the Rings thing, but I'd put him in the same category as Elijah Wood. Like, they are in yeah, other yeah. things, but the they're very weird things that they're in. <laughs> Oh, like uh, uh, Wilfred. Elijah Wood was in yeah. Wilfred. He was in a, a horror movie. I forget what it was called. He played someone's like uncle, and he looked like a fucking. He looked like Freddie Mercury. Like he looked like a porn star. I, I've always thought Freddie Mercury looked like a porn star with a mustache, but oh. he's just he's uh, in a lot of weird stuff. He's and I think Elijah Wood does more producing more than anything these days. Mm-hmm. Daniel was in that one movie recently with Sandra Bullock, and uh, mm, mm. yeah, yeah I watched oh, I needed, that. It was, was okay. Fantasy Island or something. Yeah, it was okay. It's on. It's on Paramount. You know, Paramount seems to be the app to have right now. Yeah, it's got a lot of good stuff on it. Um, Except for Halo. Sorry. You tell me you don't want to see Master Chief's ass in every. Jake, scene, please every refer episode. to our Lord and Savior as Master Cheeks. <laughs> Master Cheeks. Yes, sir, Master Cheeks. All right. Before we. All right. So before we get into players, you guys, let's. Uh, Let's do the old radio podcast talk. Guys, as always, we are a member of the Trident Network. Go check out some of our wonderful sibling podcasts. They're out there. Have you guys checked out any sibling podcast? Have you checked out? <laughs> I have. I have. I've checked out Fancy Pants a few weeks ago. It was, it's actually done by a friend I made out in Chicago. And remember the My Pillow video that yeah. I was in? He was yeah. yeah he was the guy who directed that, so check out I believe it's called I believe it's called Fancy Pants I'll I'll look up the name by the end of the show just to be sure, but it's a great it's fun, a lot of great voices in there I think he's got a lot of a lot of talented voice actors in that as well, uh, guys, who's ready to talk players? I'm ready. Eyes on the LCS trophy with greatness comes high expectations. I don't have regrets. Uh-huh. I'm proud of my legacy. Ooh, epic. Esports is one of the biggest sports in the world. When most fans think about Fugitive Gaming, they think of one name, and that's Cream Cheese. I put him right up there with best all time. I've played in huge arenas, gotten a ton of girls. I bought a Porsche. Cream Cheese has a bit of a reputation for being... Hey, 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 buddy. Annoying. Oh, it makes me want to watch it again. It's so good, honestly. Ah, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, for those who don't know, Players is a Players is a mockumentary show on Paramount Plus. If you don't have Paramount Plus, I'm sure, I'm sure they have free trials that you can get for a week and watch the whole show and then cancel. Um, cancel. It's from the creators Dan Peralt and uh, Tony Ascenda. They did uh, what was it called? I think it's called American Vandals on Netflix. I've only I've only seen parts of the first season. It's about Somebody pooping in the urinal and like these, they're trying to figure out who did it. It reminded me of South Park. So that's why I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to watch this. That sounds hilarious. Guys, this show, this show is great. End of podcast. And And this is a show no one's talking about either. Like, which is baffling. You don't even have to be a League of Legends fan. Mm -mm. No. So that's, that's one thing I was super worried about going into it. Cause I know shit about League. I don't know a damn thing. Only thing I know about League is it's a MOBA. MOBAs were basically born from a custom game mode or a custom modded game mode from Warcraft 3 that created Dota. League of Legends is eating Dota's shit or eating their like League of Legends is one of the most popular games. Uh, Maybe Valorant's more popular right now. I'm not sure. 
Uh, I would say it's a toss-up. Uh, it just depends on the genre and uh, how big of a pool you're talking about. But it's oh my god, like this show, like yeah, I was super concerned because like th- they are using the terms. They're saying like mid. They're na- using the characters' Box. names. Yeah, I mean you, everything, everything you can like honestly for a show. Okay, so if you look at like Halo, for example, where they didn't use the source material, I understand it's two, you know, two different sets of companies developing these or you know producing them. You look at Halo that has so much lore and everything to it, and you have like all these resources, and they don't really use it. And then you come to this, and you're like, oh god, they're going to do something similar. No, they use a lot of the terminology. Uh, they use a lot of the actual team names that actually play. Like, yeah, obviously it wasn't the real people on the team. But they did a fantastic job with their research. And they, they did it perfectly. Like, yeah, they were working with some people over at Riot. Like, Riot, like, gave them their full blessing. And Riot's full spin right now getting getting their other stuff. At, like, Arcane. They have a few other shows that I can't think of off the top of my head. But they're they're spinning the wheels. And they want to get their stuff out into other mediums. Uh, yeah. I, think the, I think the mockumentary style lends itself really well to this kind of story. Yeah. I remember I was super worried about how this is going to going to pan out when it was announced. Was it this time last year or earlier 2021? Was, yeah, something like that. And they blew my freaking mind away. Like definitely yeah, my is. definitely my one of my favorite shows in the last 10 years. And it like it does more than just like make it like a a documentary kind of feel, but like it also shows you in like the insider of I guess esports orgs um going to streaming and making content like it, it gives you everything yeah it gives you the but it shows you like what professionals go through and even what streamers go through like it, it really does a really a well job showing like hey people and it's one of the comments they actually make uh in one of the episodes talking about like yeah is you know you you talk to these kids in high school and you think they're losers but then you know they're doing this shit and they're honestly they're doing better than you ever did like yeah you could have gone to college and played you know d3 basketball and done nothing after that but these kids are turning into adults are you know making millions of dollars playing a video game, and then on top of that, their training regimen is completely different compared to a standard sport. And it's just just to wind back on what you guys mentioned, yeah, on the on the business side, like I didn't think it was going to get into the business side as much as it did with the sale of the team, with mm-hmm. uh, the origin story of how they first put themselves up for sale. What was they made a million, and then the team ends up being worth like thirty-five million. Thirty-five million eventually, and for them to put it up in a game, <laughs> who? Oh yeah, was, the uh, the uh, um, the Mundo Mundo tag. Yeah, <laughs> what side was Guru on the sell or no sell side? Guru is on the no sell because no he was like, he's like, why would we take the first big offer we get? They're like, that we can, we're worth more than that. He knew they were worth more than that. And I think that's, I think ultimately that moment is when Guru decided, like, I'm going to get my one game in and then leave for Nightfall. Oh, for sure. Because, yeah, it also, it also balances the line between competitive and streamer, which I think, I think for anyone outside of, outside of that space, like, doesn't really see a difference because, like, esports, like, you go on Twitch, like, they have, they have LCS games up. They have, uh, they have, uh, what's the ESL? They have ES, like I, I watched, uh, Starcraft games on there. Like, I think people don't really see like, and you know what? There's a lot of animosity <laughs> in the show between the streamers and the, uh, the, the athletes, like the, it almost, it almost felt like as a former college, as a former college football player, it almost felt like the animosity you feel between, uh, either teams on a campus or, um, athletes and then, uh, fraternity sorority people. Like it mm-hmm. almost felt like that kind of animosity. Well, yeah. Cause you mean you, you take it into consideration when you're a streamer, you're normally a solo. You're, you're, you're used to playing by your rules to do what you have to do to win or in the professional or the esports. It's not just you. It's a team. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to change uh, strategies. You can't just go like, and that's like the whole premise. I think with one of the characters, Cream Cheese, it's with him. He thinks he has to do everything on his own, like a streamer does, but he fails every time he does it. And, and the organism is also learning that at the same time. Let's let's get it. Let's get into Cream Cheese a little bit. So Cream Cheese is our main character. He is at the old retiring esports age of twenty-seven. You guys are twenty-eight, right? <laughs> We yeah, were this, don't even man did this show make you like as a, as the resident 30 year old on the show this did this show made me feel a little old <laughs> yeah because like and because from my perspective and if you're like at our age you're known as the the old person in esports you're the old you, head. it's very rare that you see people continue to play professional because 
it's hard. You get other, you get new talent coming out. They have faster reaction times. Like as you, the older you get, your action kind of narrows down to nothing. Well, not only but, that, but you have to consider the fact that at that point, you, yeah, League of Legends at this point was out for ten years at least, mm-hmm. and it's like he was there probably from the beginning, where you had like Organism, for example, who's seventeen, and he's new, so like. Cream cheese had been there since the beginning, so there's all these different changes, all these different uh, nerfs, all these different buffs, new maps, new game, all this stuff. Where organism is still new and fresh, like he's used to all the stuff that's currently on there. Where cream cheese is like reminiscent about the old days, and this has to learn all this new stuff and change his strategy over time. Well, it's not not even it's not just that. It's the fact that well, no, but that's part he's, of it. Yeah, he's a team player. He's a support. But he carries himself like he's not a support player, which which is crazy because if you look if you look a little deeper into him, he that keyboard that disgusting fucking keyboard he kept on bringing up, he had to break into his parents' house to get that back because they yeah. weren't they weren't supportive of him. The this is a guy who his parents like even though he was like I guess one of the top players, like his parents did not give a shit, and he they never came around. Um, and then you look at his other relationships. You look at his relationship with Foresight. Uh, very clingy. Like So mm-hmm. by the time we see Cream Cheese, he's ha- so his parents have turned their, their backs on him. Um, Guru. Well, well, we'll get to Guru in a minute. But him and Foresight have had a falling out because Foresight got traded and they're not really gelling anymore. Guru mm-hmm. fucked off and went and started streaming. Uh, him and the current guy that he is backing up, I forget his name. The, is Morgan it Badger? Man? Oh, uh, um, he looks like a badger. Fruger. Fruger. Him and Fruger yeah, are chill. And then, but you also have this girlfriend that comes into the, comes into the picture. So what you see is while cream cheese is very, very about his business, very me. Number one, he's also a guy that kind of let, he, he has these codependent relationships mm-hmm. with these people. He's very, um, there, there's a term in streaming, uh, par- it's almost parasocial. It feels like. Like he is supporting this person who is doing this thing that he wants to do. So be it foresight, be it, I I don't know how good Frugger was compared to the other guys, be it organism. He is latching on to them. And then at a point, like he has this girlfriend and he's latching on to her doing things that she likes to do, like that hiking. Uh, They went to that Britney Spears concert in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas. So it's almost a comment on the parasocial aspect of gaming and streaming, which another thing that I don't think any of those older guys consider is that the reason organism came up, like, yes, esports are a great thing, but the reason they, that he was able to latch onto it and then grow into it was because of streaming. He grew up watching those people on streams. So, I mean, it's one of those like damned, like you hate, they hate each other. But they they kind of need each other to thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got my favorite line: the when he d- does a shot of anal angst. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good line. Like that's a great name for a hot sauce. I'm sorry. I I need to. I'm gonna Google it on a private window and see if it's a real thing. <laughs> I won't even do it on a private. I'll do it right now publicly. Uh, while I while I Google anal angst, will you guys go ahead and talk about organism? Yeah. So, so organism, I like organism. I love his tenacity. He really wants to be the best, and no matter you know what it takes, he'll play like hours out of the day, no breaks. And I like I love that in a competitor, but I see the backlash in that because like you could keep playing all you want, just because you're number one in the leaderboards doesn't mean you're the best player in the damn game. Because no. I. From my perspective, we've had players become number one, maybe top five in the game on the leaderboards. But when it comes to competitive, like when it counts, they fall short all the time. So the ladder is just a ladder. Yes, it might look good on paper, but it's that's it. That That begs the question then, Jake, is... What's what's more important, going to an official competition like the uh, the LCS and winning it, or being the the best player known out there in solos by streaming? Because not everybody's going to be like, for example, I I'm I don't have the time or the energy or the money to go to a tournament, but I could sit here and play, you know, every single day after work and be like one of the best players. Does that not make me one of the best players just because of that? 
so when it comes to being i guess a well-known player in a, a video game whatever um, there's many ways to go by it you can be very creative in content you can play professionally and get good um, you can also be on the leaderboards as number one for example i watched a video about team fight tactics where um, it's very hard to i guess make money off of it um and reasons being like you're not this you're not that but they're saying that for examples if you want to you know get known in the game be number one on the leaderboards for and hold it for a long time because then people look at the leaderboards and they're like oh hey this guy's been here for a while let's check out his shit and you know so just like being a professional and streaming and stuff can get you well known up there but if you're not doing like a majority, you know, a lot of it all together, it you're just gonna be that guy. So would you say it has to be the perfect balance then between both the competitive aspect and the streaming aspect, like leaderboard wise? Yes, because um, there's a, a league player that retired. His name was Doublelift. Um, he's a well-known LCS uh, player. He played. Uh, I think he played support. Um, he played professionally for Team Liquid. TSM, um, I think there was just those two. Oh, and then Counter Logic Gaming, I believe you play for them too. But when he retired, everyone knew who Double Wolf was because he's got a lot of uh, LCS titles. He went to streaming, and he's he's been fine. Like once you're a pro, you go straight to streaming, you're you're set. It's kind of it's kind of so just to bring it back to sports. It's kind of like yeah, you have a long luxurious career in the NBA, and then you hit your mid twenties, early thirties, and then you're like okay, now I can go be an analyst for ESPN or I can be a commentator for one of the local stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind, that's kind of what, that's kind of the path right now for esports. You put in your time, you, you run with your teams and then, then, but I do like, I do like the, the aspect of like, they're not going to work for somebody. They're working for themselves at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to back up on what Jake said, yeah, there are multiple ways to become like a cornerstone in a community. Fastest ways to either be like re- fastest ways to be really good, like these guys are. Uh, other ways are, uh, like Jake said, create great content, or just like depending on the size of your uh, of that community. And some of those are very niche. Like be like a be like a sane person who who isn't like a gatekeeper and keeping people out. Like be that welcoming person that's welcoming new people in, mm-hmm. and. In, in the sense of organism, like you see organism, solo streamer, hops onto the team, and then by the time he's finale, he's back streaming solo, but he's doing it with Never Lost. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see you kind of see this part of him where he's using these different organizations to grow as an organism, um, <laughs> to, oh. to continue to thrive and do better. So he's like he's using those tools, and you see him you see him lash out because people latch on to his success, and you uh-huh. see him they fuck they call him PJ, and I like when I first started watching, I was like, oh PJ, like that's cool. No, because he piss jar. Like, how are you gonna call a kid PJ short for piss jar? And so you could see that when he blew up on his family in Philadelphia, I was like, yes, fucking get them. It it literally hit a note because it's like it to me at least when you looking in the uh, from the outside in seeing that it's like it's so true not just in esports in general but it's, it can be in any aspect of life because it's like you have all these people who like doubted you and made funny like even one of the ants was like oh I didn't know what you were doing but they said you were doing good so I thought you were doing good it's like that that right there says like you never gave a shit the only reason you're around is because I have some type of uh, I'm famous or I have some type of money or whatever. Like I'm, I'm more important than you are. And you're just coming around because I have all this going around like, because they had two sets of cameras. I, there's still the comment of, uh, when, uh, Emma was, or I think it's Emma, the girl, the, the daughter, the daughter um, of the previous owner. Yeah. When she's like, Oh, is that your grandma? He goes, I think that's my aunt. I only seen her <laughs> twice. I'm like that, that does not, if that doesn't scream that you're an asshole, like not him, but to the family, you're an asshole. And it's like, it- it's a funny scene, but it does cut deep. It's like this, he's mm-hmm. never, he doesn't know who this person is. He only sees yeah. this person at holidays and when, when they're riding his back, his coat. T- yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah. And you, you kind of see that with his communication uh, because that's one issue he has throughout the season is that he's not communicating with cheese or anybody on the team. And you can kind of, you can, I mean, that comes from being a solo streamer. That's going to that's be a normal thing, going from solos to a team-based thing. 
But this is a kid that like wasn't really able to communicate anything he was doing with his loved ones. And now you're asking him to turn around and, hey, like be a part of this. You need to talk. You need to get your voice heard. Oh, yeah. Like the, the Puma, the Puma scene when they're like, oh, hey, he's got to do some shots from Puma. Um, or like when his family wanted him to go back home to, to celebrate, have a party. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, no, he's I've pretty- got I've got shit to do. And they're like. Well, you need to make time for family. And he's like, the fuck you mean? I've sat there with every fucking college basketball game there was, and you motherfuckers didn't come in until I was in the semifinals, 30 minutes away from home. Right. And his brother, uh, Luke Tenney, who plays Rudy, is that, uh, yeah, is that basketball player that he talks about. Mm-hmm. Rudy's, Which, like his, Rudy's like his management manager or agent, and he, Rudy gets told off too. But then Rudy at the finals still shows up. So I still, yeah. Ru- Rudy's a real I, one. He, Rudy's he, a real he, he one. Re- he redeems himself by still showing up, in my opinion. Like, yeah, what he did when they were younger is shitty. But let's like, hey, so that's every brother relationship out there. I mean, I still remember Nick beating the crap out of me with my own crutch when we were young. Yeah, you. Um, remember when I was on crutches and you beat me with them? That must have been we're another canceled. sibling. We're canceled now. Yeah, we're <laughs> but, canceled. <laughs> but yeah, like Rudy. So I think Rudy is the audience. Like, he's the audience role. So he is yeah. our, because we, he has no idea what the fuck's going on in the, in the trailer we just uh, put up before the show. Uh, he's like, yo, <laughs> uh, or just kill the guy that looked like Grimace's penis. <laughs> he has no <laughs> idea what anything is, but he's there. Oh. And again, going back to sports, like I know people who know Dick about basketball, football, baseball, like all these different sports, but still go and like, it, it's become a social thing. And I think. I mean, I think this show is kind of like pointing in that direction. Like, hey, esports, like you may not know what the fuck is going on, but you're going to have a good time watching this. Yeah. I mean, do you guys want to go to LCS in September? Uh, Where's that? Where, Chicago, right? Chicago. How much are tickets? Uh, last time I checked, I think it was like um, 100 bucks. It's not That's bad. bad. It's not bad. The, the, the most expensive thing is going to be the the ride there or uh, fly there, whatever you do. And then the, uh, the hotel, I guess. Uh, maybe I know some people, maybe I know some people be willing to put us up for a night or two. Uh, another, another member of the team, and I'm going to bring these two up together cause they're married. Kyle and, uh, Kyle and April Braxton. They're like the, they're like the foundation of the team. Kyle was, I forget what his support. I forget what his role on the team was when he was a player. He was a uh, top, I believe top. <laughs> he was top. Uh, but now he's a coach, and he's a great fucking coach. He's a fantastic like of all the characters who show like a huge leap from like the beginning, like like their origin up until the finale is him. He 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 just does. Uh, I mean, you he starts out as a player and is doing a better job than their coach at the time, and then just says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna become a coach." And, and he just does a fucking great, like he has a job. He does he does a speech. I forget what episode it was. There's a speech at the end of, I think it's the Nightfall or the Playoffs episode. Is it the one where he's like, remember this? Yeah. It's the the first time time Org has started communicating. Yeah, it's the end of Nightfall. And in credit to the show, I thought thought he was going to give that speech and then like somebody was going to come through with, hey, team's been, or so-and-so's been traded. Hey, so-and-so, hey, we just got sold to so-and-so. The show avoids doing that. Like, so like a show that I compared this show to a lot before the premiere, like, cause that's where I thought it was going to go is Silicon Valley. Cause I thought, Oh, you know, this is going to be, uh, these elevated characters that are very, uh, very goofy. Not really, not really the real person, but like, you know, a goofy version of it, but no, these are, these are real characters and it's very nuanced. It's not, it's not giving you those TV tropes that you know, know and kind of love or, or expecting. They're like, no, that we're just gonna tell a good sports story. <laughs> no, they make it as realistic. I think like realistic as possible. Seeing like if you look at Braxton, Braxton is definitely the he stays optimistic, but he keeps everybody grounded at the same time. Well, like, a lot of his work is keeping like cream cheese like tethered to the ground. Yeah, because yeah. cream cheese will like either lose his shit and will like like the first three episodes he threatens to like leave. Like he's like I'm done being fugitive if if we keep organism here. Don't bring uh. Uh, Fruger back and then from there it's like he basically just keeps like cream cheese tethered 
he keeps uh, praising Nightfall because Nightfall is such a gr- not only just a great character and a great person, but he he's honestly probably one of their like the top players in their uh, in their team. What I like about Nightfall is that like he isn't flashy. You don't and I'm not a flashy person in video games too, especially the ones I play. And uh, people find it boring. And I'm just like, well, I'm trying to win. Like, this is how I play. I don't care if it's not flashy or not. Yes, flashy looks cool. It's good for content. But I'm just trying to win. <laughs> well, in Nightfall, not, not, not to get away from Kyle and April. Kyle has the coaching side. April has the business side. But they're like, they're a good mom and dad for, like, the yeah, team. For all of them, yeah. Because they... Well, they basically work as what... Didn't they start out in her apartment? Like yeah. Her place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it was, it was Braxton's. I don't know if they were technically dating, but... It was definitely her place. Like they literally had like, what bunk beds in multiple rooms, and like their gaming setup was in the living room. Like it's, it's a cute she little family dynamic, mom. and they all take care of each other. And yeah. I, that's what I want from my coaches. That's what I wanted from my coaches. Now onto Nightfall. Nightfall is the glue of the group. Nightfall really keeps is. those motherfuckers together. He so level headed. He tells cream cheese when he's on some bullshit. He tells organism when he's on some bullshit. Like Nightfall, like. If you gave me a if you gave me a series where Nightfall got traded and we were following Nightfall, I'd be like, all right, let's see how Nightfall works into this works into this team. I would want to see like his dynamic with every team. Because mm-hmm. they're like no matter the team, no matter the sport, you're going to have people like cream cheese and organism. Mm-hmm. But actually, what you really need is somebody like Nightfall. And I actually feel bad for Nightfall too. Like not as like obviously cream cheese definitely has a more like sadder story. But I feel bad for nightfall because his is more like a he not only did he have to prove himself he, he had to consistently do it because mm-hmm. when he came so at this point in the story when guru left he replaced guru and if they would win a match they would be like he's a very like jake said he's a very boring person he's dull he's he's seller he's a human seller basically and if he, they lost they would just like chant guru like yeah this guy sucks bring guru back he'll get wins and he never loses so he not only had to go through that, but at the same time, he was also a trader. He came from South Korea, so that at that point in the story, it's like very like frowned upon. No one really did it. So it was like, why would you do that when you have all these prospects in North America? Why would you go into uh, international and get somebody else? And even then, when he was playing for a South Korean team at the time, and he realized that they were never going to move him up to the big leagues. He was basically like in their academy, their their learning, their training facility. Well, Josh, uh, the LCS. And League of Legends is a big. Uh, it's boring. Like in reality, it's boring. Well, right, compared to watched... like, <laughs> yeah, compared watched... to like the North Korean or North Korean, dear lord, yeah, the North Koreans. <laughs> oh yeah, because they they dominate the game. But basically, they're saying that in real life that LCS is dying. It's boring, all that stuff. I mean, this this has come from pros. This has come from Tower One. If you guys know who Tower One is, he's like the number one streamer in league of legends i mean the people the people closest to the sport are always going to say blah blah league is dying i mean look at what's going on with the pga and the live tour uh like any look at any negotiate like look at the mlb that was on strike earlier this year look at the nba that's probably heading towards another strike here in a few years it's not league it's the it's the LCS. It's North America's championship series. Yeah, yeah. Any 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 athlete in any in any sport is going to say that that key that key league or that key um, conference or division is not like they're like no oh, this is this is falling apart. Like this could be better. Yeah, they'll be like oh we need to bring this in or we need to make this change. We need more money. <laughs> yeah, we need more. Like they'll always make an excuse. Something is always going to be boring or needs to be improved. And that's and it's not to say that they're wrong. It's no, they're right. They're one hundred percent right. Like right. It's it's just more of a you're not seeing the change any changes. It's they're keeping it the same and then waiting too long to make any change at all just or bring any content. Let's pay the players, goddammit. it. the The other thing about Nightfall is he's not he's not very vocal about his issues with living in Guru's shadow. Like he's he's kind of got like a healthy grasp on that situation. And then if you mirror him along with organism and cream cheese, he also has the most healthiest relationship with his family because his parents are at every game. They're there supporting him. He doesn't really give a shit that he's living in guru's shadow and he's there solving 
helping cream cheese and organism like solve the problem between them. So mm-hmm. it, again, it's another thing where it's like the through, the through line is, Hey, if you have a healthy relationship over here, you might have a healthy relationship over here. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, we talked about the ownership a little bit. I, I wasn't really into the whole ownership conversations going on. Yeah. I kind of just like, it came and went cause you didn't really like, see about it like it was like maybe three episodes and then it kind of just eh. like i thought that was probably the most boring part of the show was the ownership stuff well i think the most interesting part of the ownership stuff is that he sold the team i think he still was the sacramento kings for some reason and now he's and then he bought ever lost never lost no he was he was fired from uh sacramento was he fired from sacramento he was fired from let it go let go or something like that so then yeah he buys never lost and so you see you see him completely shift gears, kind of like, kind of like organism at the end, where he's like, ah, you know what? I don't want to own a team. I want to own a brand. And you kind of see that shift to the brand side of it, which I think a lot of those owners buy teams and they just they think they have the brand mentality. They don't think like, hey, this is a functioning thing that has to win. This is a brand that I have to sell. And honestly, the only thing I liked about the whole ownership aspect of it was when Cream Cheese would come back and talk shit about Sacramento Kings. <laughs> yeah, we actually come out and win, all right? And he's like, oh, that's a funny... <laughs> just shit like that, it just cracked me up. Like, Because it's like, you're comparing two different... Like, it's like comparing like the PGA to the NBA. Like, that it doesn't work. There's no real comparison because it's two different things. Like, yeah, you have the wins and losses, but... Well, and the LCS is only what? 10 years old it's not that old so it's still it's still going through growing pains just like any just like anything that's starting up uh yeah and then his daughter being around i don't i don't really know what her role is sounds like she's there to be sounds like she was there to be a soundboard for organism so to an extent story-wise yes but as far as plot-wise she was the um uh social media manager for them and she also did she was also a streamer so she yeah, her, uh, her streaming name was Eminence. <laughs> yeah. So like later on, you she you find out that she left. Uh, well, she was there for organism, but she left the organization to go stream for uh, Never Lost. Yeah. So she's kind of riding, not not to be that guy, but she's kind of riding her dad's coattails wherever he's going. I think that's mainly because she doesn't know where she wants to go. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think that's a fault of her own. It's it's her like. Yeah, my dad can do all this stuff, and I'll follow him for now. But it's just like, what do I want to do? What do what makes me happy? And I hope they do more with her. I hope they have that comparison now that Organism is streaming. I really hope they have that comparison of like, well, and but see, now that Organism was never never lost, it's kind of tough. He has the same he has the same stuff available to him that she has, and you kind of you kind of saw it because Organism talks about like his old PC <laughs> and how big a piece of shit it was. But I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more of the, uh, you know, your big streamers who are backed by dollars versus your streamers who have no monies, no monies whatsoever. And I hope, well, that's, some, I hope that's something they explore with Neversoft in season two. I, I think they lost. will. I think they will explore it just because you got to think they're trying to build this brand and have all these people move into these complexes where they'll do all this streaming. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's going to have to bring all these new people and it's going to have to talk about how, like, yeah, there's a difference between being a professional player and a professional streamer and being somebody who's you know a greenhorn to it like we, we don't have all these resources we don't have a 3090 uh in our computers like i i remember for the longest time looking for an igp from out with all this stuff that was going on. i'm sure it's gonna be a huge aspect of like yeah when you're a professional you have all these uh avenues of being able to get all these resources and all these materials and when you're a green you know you're someone like us everyday users it's kind of hard you have to like do you bite the bullet and buy the um scalpers stuff for double the price or do you wait until someone sells or like what at that point it's gonna have to show like yeah there's a huge difference and these are some of the avenues they have to go across not only that but like obtaining the fans or followers and keeping them and showing that you're still relevant uh, let's see looking at the rest of these characters foresight and guru both suck uh, foresight seemed like a great character and then like he's an asshole yeah. and then he became I, I, more of an asshole as they as it went on i love like, that last episode when they're you know shaking the hands and cream cheese is like oh yeah foresight uh you're still a bitch <laughs> i think yeah I think the best line in the show comes from organism in episode two the hey it's okay i still think you're a good player 
And I think that's I think that's a perfect line to describe both Foresight and Guru because they're both shitty. Because if you think about it, like, hey, it's okay. I still think you're a good player. Yeah, that's something you'd say if you beat someone who's supposed to be better than you. But also, mm-hmm. they're both shitty people. They're both really shitty oh, yeah. people. And I think th- the thing I like, I like Guru a little more just because Guru is the kind of person who knows he's a shitty person. Mm-hmm. But it accepts it. He just absorbs it as his personality. It, it's his personality. It's part of it's part. <clears throat> it's part of his brand. And Foresight is just an asshole to be an asshole. No, like I, I really th- did think like Foresight was like a really good guy. I was like, man, he's just you know he's on a different team. He has to do what he can. And then when he did that, oops, I'm like, dude, you're a fucking like that's. I don't care who you are, even if you were best. Friend, that's an asshole thing to do, especially knowing that like bros. Is that supposed to be your friend? I got like, mad you know, when, when that happened in the show. I got mad. I legit I got too. mad. But um, I do love the fact that when they came back there, they all typed in "oops." <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like I'll, I'll type it. I'll oops. type it. <laughs> and you you know that moment because like you've been you'll be in the Discord with the boys and like someone will like someone will be an asshole and then you go, like, "Oh hey, we just fucked this guy up. Oops." <laughs> Yep, and just throw uh, it right he, back he, at him. He teabagged on us. All right, okay, bro. Let's go on your teabag on him now. <laughs> like, uh, so okay, the last so... episode, <laughs> the last episode made me cry, and I didn't think it was going to make uh, me cry. It made me tear yeah. up because of the whole Yumi lore. I didn't know anything about Yumi's lore until that. That yeah, that Yumi lore. Uh, as as Cream Cheese says, it's his favorite cat story. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, Yumi, the illiterate cat? cat. The illiterate cat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you you see you see cream cheese's major flaw through Yumi. Um, that he like he attaches like he finds someone to attach to, and then when that person when that person either detaches or uh, puts some space in between him and cream cheese, cream cheese turns a little self destructive, and then same thing with org- organism like organism gets all this extra pressure. He gets people literally riding his coattails or like riding his shoulders to the top and it adds pressure. So then for cream cheese to tell his family off or not cream cheese for organism to tell his family off, basically shucking them off his shoulders and then have the whole team, especially cream cheese, who was like riding his dick in that last episode. Like, dude, you are so good. Like the best player, basically adding that pressure. He organism just got rid of right back on and then like so they end up winning they end up winning the lcs championship cream cheese finally gets that victory people suspect he's going to retire but he doesn't and then they go into worlds and we don't get to see much of worlds we just see them partying have a good time which worlds kind of gave me like a you know remember high school track where like you had conference and then you had sectionals and state state. Worlds kind of gave me like that track cycle of things like, oh, shit, we just won conference. And then like now you're in districts or whatever the fuck with like the teams that you beat, like one team that you beat and a bunch of other new teams. Mm -hmm. And but you're goofing off because you've already you won what you thought you were going to win. But there was always that one guy that was like, nah, man. And that was organism here. Like he wanted to stay up. He wanted to practice when all of them wanted to do karaoke. Mm -hmm. And uh the funny, the funny thing there is we don't get to see worlds. They get stomped. What was it? One to four, one to five or something like that. One to five. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of the season. They go back to set up for practice and org is gone. Like org is now with never lost. And, um, do they bring Frugger back? So they were hinting at it. They were hinting at it. But like when he's like doing his little, uh, interview thing on, on camera, it still says he's in Dignitas. So I'm not yeah. sure if they're going to still get him. I, I wonder if there. I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna like make a trade or something to get him. Dude, if they tr- if they trade fucking Nightfall for Frogger, I am fucking right. No, I don't. I don't yeah. think it'd be like a couple people from their academy would be my guess. Okay, I I just oh god, I might have to watch some LCS after this. Uh, but Fr- Frogger's just kind of a yes man. I don't know how good Frogger is. He he is he is that one like because I was thinking that too. He's kind of like. If you tell him to do something, he's like, "Yeah, okay." Like he's just there. He, he's just there. That's just what there. he is. And we, you know, we all need that guy every once in a while. But that kind of guy is not not. That's not going to be healthy for cream cheese. He doesn't need a yes man. He needs someone like Organism who's going to call out bullshit. I think what's going to happen is they're going to bring him back, and it's just not going to work out. Like it's going to be cream cheese back to his old ways. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's going to be basically them trying to get organism back or finding somebody like organism because now now that they've won now that they've won the lcs championship at this point like if let's say the show gets like five more seasons like it becomes worlds now it becomes winning worlds which is something that i guess in real life no american team a north american team has won worlds either nope not never and and (laughs) organism becomes obsessed with like he becomes obsessed with like climbing the what was it the korean ladder the korean server ladder yeah yeah so and i mean at that point what's the point of climbing the solo ladder because like like it's so superficial like yeah you're at the top of the ladder that's not gonna change anything maybe that gets you drafted onto a team but i mean it really depends on what your never lost uh contract looks like i guess well my whole thing with it too was Okay, fine. You want to be the best that there is. Well, just because you're the like Jake said, just because you're the best in the server doesn't mean you're, you're the best ever. There's people in that tournament, that you know the world's tournament, who probably don't play that much, play enough to like for practice, but don't care about their rank. They're 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 just constantly doing. It. Plus, you got Smurf accounts, and then you it's have a team. It's a yeah. team game. So it's like I... you could sit there and practice all you want and be number one or be top ten in that server. It's not going to change anything, though. You're not. You're. You're maybe good by yourself, and your stats show it. But in a team setting where it matters, it doesn't matter. Being number one on the ladder, and it's funny that it's funny that his brother played basketball, so you can make this direct comparison. Being number one on the ladder is like being number one at one-on-one basketball at the park. Mm-hmm. That's going to get you mad respect, and people are going to know that you're really fucking good. But when it comes to making, getting on a team, being a great team player, winning a championship gonna do diddly squat for you if you really if you think about it beginning when they started playing when he started playing for fugitive like they were doing bad because i guess he just wasn't able to he wasn't able to communicate he was always doing solos when they went they went to that streamer party which i really like looking back at it that streamer party makes more sense now that he's at never lost Mm -hmm. but cream cheese blows up on him at that party rightfully so and says like dude do you want to be on this team or do you want to be a streamer because it feels right now like you want to be a fucking streamer yeah, they actually had some cameos in that. They have didn't. a bunch of cameos that went over my head. That I'm sure, like, like if someone, if it was like someone who was like in the scene and knew, they'd be like, "Oh, dude, cameo!" Like, they, I'm sure they had a shit ton of cameos that I just yeah, the only one, completely the only over one my I head. Remember was uh, Scara. Yes, yeah, Scar will be upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I wonder because it'd be really. I, they probably won't do this, but I wonder if they plan on expanding out into other leagues, like not, not just league of legends, but like, are, are they going to look at like a Valorant team or apex or, or apex or like, any, well, I, wonder like if, I bet you they will, because you have to think there are some streamers who have hopped ship from chip. Oh, CSGO would be a nice one. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can introduce like someone going from CSGO to league of legends or something like that. And like, cause that, it's a real thing. You have people who, get tired of one game or there's you know not have change or people oh, are it's very toxic and they'll walk into the next game well i think I don't so think, riot i don't think someone will go from league of legends to csgo no i'm not saying i'm just using it as an example so but I, like, I, they'll go from dota 2 to league of legends no it'll, so it'll, it would probably just be riot games since riot uh does uh have some well, excuse me have some producers on the show mm-hmm. or executive producers well then you could say um, what tft right tft tft uh their new fighting game they're working on yeah, uh, Valorant. Yeah, I, I could see Valorant being one. Like, I could see that being a storyline where, like, hey, like this guy used to play League. This guy's now a Valorant player. He was pretty good. We should bring him off of Valorant and come back. I could see them doing something like that. I could also see them, um, trying to. I don't know. Maybe following another team. I feel uh, like for- yeah. I could see that too. Another team. Um, I kind of want more cameos because like. Scarrow is, is known in League of Legends. Like, I could see him do uh, Tower 1, uh, Double Lifts, uh, any League, or Faker. Hell, you know, pro players. Hell, they can even put, like, XQC in there and Pokemane if they wanted to. All right, guys, we are we are running long, but we're going to finish up with what everyone's either favorite line or favorite, like, running joke or moment in the show. I'll go first. Mine is the fact that cream cheese no matter what the dining situation is if they're like at a fine restaurant or somewhere we'll fucking find a way to bring fast food 
Yes. Yep. He'll, yep. Like there was one scene, I think they're in Korea at, and they're asking nightfall about like, Hey, you guys, got, you guys got in and out over here. And there's just a whole conversation about like yeah. what fast food chains are over <laughs> in his t- hometown. I mean, yeah. I got something similar to that when he's, uh, it was the last episode. It's like, Oh yeah, I've, I've only been here like twice. So I'm kind of like the go-to guy here. <laughs> But then again, there's two players on our team that are from here. <laughs> Honestly, I think mine is definitely how dumb cream cheese is. But what a, what a fake name, Mark Rubin. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what uh, an STD was. So I had to look it up. <laughs> it's a real thing. We, you know what? I'm proud of us that we were able to go through a whole episode about players and not bring up the fact that his name used to be Nut Milk. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, well, I thought, now, you now, guys out. now Nut Milk is out. By the way, I had it up on screen earlier. I forgot to mention it. They do have anal angst on sale for eight forty nine. You save 51 cents if you buy it now. So where is it coming from? Uh, I don't know, but it's coming from Professor Payne. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, are we saying we have to buy it just so we can try it? We have no, to try I'm some not, anal angst. Today. I'll try some anal angst. Nick, if I buy, if you send me the link, I'll buy it. We'll try it. You, oh, shit. you know Same. damn well that name, just the name of that, Say you're going to have a bloody butthole. <laughs> I mean, I'd be disappointed if I didn't, right? Wait, are we, are we going to take it like a shot like they did in the show? Yeah, I'll do a shot of anal angst. Wait, was it just was it just the, the I can't remember, was it just the hot sauce or was it also a shot of Patron with it? I have no idea. I'm not doing a shot uh, of Patron I they, though. I think they just they I think they just did shots. I of think hot it was sauce. just hot sauce because it was it was during the ownership episode where they thought they were gonna get bought. Their words, not mine. They thought they were gonna get bought by the hot girl, and they ended up getting <laughs> sold to an, uh, a faceless uh, company. Yeah. <laughs> any yeah, any last any, thoughts on players, gentlemen? Really good show. Highly recommend it. Give it a try. What about you, Jake? Yeah. Oh yeah, I loved it. Uh, anything that's like in relation to video games that I play or like enjoy, like I, I'm, um, that's it's my jam. I love it. Um, can't wait for Arcane season two. <laughs> I'm so glad I gave you guys or gave Jake at least my login to watch the show. Oh no, I used yep. it too. I'm so glad that we're all watching the show on my login. You fuckers. I I liked this. We should definitely do more TV centric episodes. This was this was fun. Next episode. Uh, yeah, that's all. I Jake got. has nothing. <laughs> On the next episode, Jake's gonna remember what he was saying. <laughs> all right, will he remember? So I will actually be the next episode guy. On the next episode, we will get back to 2011. We got to do Q3, and we were actually just talking about this before show. Q3 in 2011 was actually pretty hopping. So that'll be that'll be a fun episode. We'll also do a new quiz. Uh, we're about two weeks now. We're about two weeks, three weeks from the next speed cap, which I think will be my turn if I'm not mistaken. So we'll find something next week that I can speed cap in two weeks. Uh, As always, guys, if you haven't, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We love stars. We want all the stars. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at That Kaufman. Find me on Twitch and YouTube at Nick Fat Knight. More on the YouTube side. I do need to get back to Twitch. I've been thinking about getting back to Twitch lately, boys. Jake, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok. I've actually started uploading on TikTok, and it's actually doing really well. Good for you, TikTok boy. What about you, Josh? Just Twitter currently, and I'm Josh saying I'm working. I'm trying to figure out my life right now, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Josh is figuring out his life. He started yes. in Florida. What a sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he brought back a MAGA flag and COVID. Off to a great hey, start. Dude, he's my president, okay? Oh, God, no. Cool. No, we're cutting that. We're cutting that. <laughs> oh, God. It'd be, it'd we'll just cut that a couple times. It would be interesting. You know how I brought up, like, going to LCS and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be cool to do, like, a live podcast there while it's going on. That'd be dope. We would, I would have no idea what I'm talking about, but I would fake it until <laughs> I make it. Yeah, Jake would have to be, like, the main talker because I'm like, I would know some terms, but then they'd be like, like, some of the ones I, could, I wasn't sure, like they said, they kept saying, like, flashing and... Um, so it's a, it's a two-day event, and I looked up the prices. It was uh, like $60 per ticket. It's not bad. The only uh, thing that's... I have against it is that I have, I'll be in Chicago in October, like the first weekend. Uh-huh. So it, it would really just depend on how the timeline lines up. 
Yeah, this was like September 17th, I believe. I mean, that'd be perfect for me because my anniversary is the 22nd and I can avoid that talk. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's the 17th. But babe, it's the LCS. I have to go. All right, guys, babe, we're, ra- we're wrapping this up right now. Everybody, right, thank up. you for listening. This has been Smashing Game Time. We hope you had a smashing great time. We will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Have Bye. a great time.